I'm Mary Engish, and it's time for All Things Gardening with Charlie Nardozzi, brought to you by Rebop Farm and Vermont Victory Greenhouses. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Mary. Charlie, I understand you are just returning from the Northwest Flower Show and that you saw some pretty interesting flowers that Vermonters might try to grow indoors. Can you tell us more about the carnivorous plants? Oh, yeah. I found a whole booth that that's all they were offering were carnivorous plants. There are carnivorous plants in Vermont that are that grow out in the wild. You go to any of the bogs like peach and bog and places like that, you'll see pitcher plants and you'll see sundews there. But the one most people think about when they say meat-eating plants are the Venus flytraps. All these carnivorous plants have evolved uh, to eat insects and spiders and even some of the bigger ones in in other parts of the world eating things like lizards and frogs um, because they often grow in bogs and bogs don't have a lot of nutrients. It's very poor soil fertility, so they need to supplement their diet. You can grow some of these as houseplants, but they're a little particular. They do like high humidity. For a Venus flytrap, for example, if you have a terrarium that's uh, open, has an opening to it, that might be the perfect spot. Or you can put them in their little containers on a pebble tray filled with water and cluster them together so that it stays nice and humid. They're fine with regular household temperatures, you know, 60s to 70s during the day, um, down to 40s at night even. Um, And some of them will actually go dormant in the winter and drop their leaves. So don't be uh, too concerned if that happens. They should grow back. They like the sun. Think of a bog. It's all wide open, a lot of sun. So a south-facing window would work really well or under some grow lights. And soil has to be very particular. You want two parts sphagnum peat moss, one part sand. Um, And for a pitcher plant, you might even want to mix in an extra perlite or vermiculite for better drainage for that one. And this is a key thing. It's the watering. You don't want to use tap water or hard water. They don't like the chemicals and minerals in those kinds of waters. You want to get distilled water or special bottled water. And when you're feeding them, even though the kids and grandkids would love to just like be feeding them every day with all kinds of things, including their peanut butter sandwich, uh, don't give them more than one bug a week, one fly, one spider, whatever it is. One a week is plenty for them. If you give them too much, it'll cause the whole thing to rot and shut down. Here is a question Erica in Greensboro asks, Charlie, I've got a small fig tree and a small lemon tree that I got as an experiment last year. After listening to you last fall, I learned I could put these in my cool 50-degree basement in fall, and they would go dormant for the winter. But the fig tree has started putting out leaves. Sure, I grow fig trees just like that, Erica. And right now, as we're talking here at the end of February, mine are starting to put out some fruits and some little leaves. That's just what happens when they're in a a basement area or a, a overwintering area that's a little too warm for them. It doesn't need light. It just has its own internal clock that'll start pushing out those leaves. So what I would say is just keep it down there. Keep it in the coolest spot in your basement that you possibly can. Maybe even throw some snow around uh, on the on top of the pot, you know, right where the soil is, just to kind of cool everything down. In March or so, when it starts getting a little bit warmer, especially if you have a, a unheated garage or a shed somewhere where it's going to stay around freezing or above freezing, is to move it out. Even if some of those leaves get frosted and drop off, as long as the top of the plant stays alive and the roots stay alive, it should be okay. If you have questions about your garden or trees that you're trying to overwinter, you can send them to us. Visit vermontpublic.org, search All Things Gardening, and submit your question in that post. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome, Mary. And I want to remind everyone to go to the Vermont Flower Show. That will be March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'll be there Friday and Saturday giving talks, lots of great talks, a beautiful display garden, and a lot of hits of spring right there in our backyard. And I'll be seeing you in the garden.